from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. Welcome to the newest episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your glamorous host, David Strausser, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete chaos. We got another great episode slated for you all today. First, though, remember, if you are watching us on YouTube, okay, you can join the channel. You can become a member of Shark Bite Biz. We have the baby shark plan for only $3 a month. Yes, you can join. We already have a couple dozen people that's joining, helping. It's amazing. But if you're like, hey, I don't want to keep giving money to YouTube. I understand. I got you there too. That's why I launched my own coffee brand, Dead House Coffee. And you can go right there, deadhousecoffee.com. Use the code SHARK, okay? Use the code SHARK. You get 20% off your orders for life if you go right now before the end of April, okay? All proceeds directly support us producing the biggest and best show we possibly can. Now, let's get back to today's regularly scheduled program. Health insurance is a major pita. (laughs) You know what I mean, a pain in the... It's so expensive, and when you actually use the coverage, sometimes you get sticker shock. It's kind of like, wait, I pay this each month, and you don't even cover that? You know, it's so crazy. And I think what's worse for employers is that many employees think poorly of their companies because of the limited options that the employees may have. But in reality, it's kind of what the market is dictating to the employers. There is only so much that the employers can do. I am seeing both sides of this argument right now, and it is crazy. It's a very tough position to be in. Uh, Health insurance, it is expensive, period. Today's guest, though, is going to give us some insight on how his company is trying to change some of those things by giving some broader options that employers can give to their employees across the board. His company's trying to change the game, make things better, and make health more accessible for everybody. So who is today's guest? Shane Foss. Shane Foss built himself into the business leader and innovator he is today through more than 20 years of tenure as an executive in the medical industry. With humble beginnings at the University of the Incarnate World, Shane would go on to earn an MBA from Rice University with lessons that would last him a lifetime. A veteran of the United States Air Force where he completed a surgical technologist certificate, Shane would use his love of medicine to fuel his venture into the private sector. Placed in notable leadership roles such as Chief Commercial Officer of ProNerve, the Chief Financial Officer of Employer Direct Healthcare, and partner at Castle Development Group, he'd worked to negotiate complex multi-million dollar contracts, work in device sales management, create business strategies, and optimize P&L before starting his own business targeting affordable healthcare named Hooray Health. At Hooray, Foss and his team focus on offering peace of mind to lower income individuals and families who face medical challenges, while also providing owners with an affordable way to reward and retain employees. So, hey, let's not delay any longer. Let's bring Shane on in here. Business strategy. Shane, welcome to Shark Fight Biz. You, my friend, you just became Shark Fight. All right. Well, thanks, David, for having me. I'm excited. I love sharks. Oh, me too, especially when it's Shark Week on Discovery Channel. 
I know. It's, it's, my my son, it always reminds me, my son, when he was really young, he was so into sharks. And and uh, he, he corrected my wife one time when she said, oh, there's a great white. He goes, mom, come on. That's a tiger shark. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Love it. So we have a tradition on the show. I mean, it's really the only structured question that we ask every single guest that comes on here. And it's a very, very simple softball question. Okay, I'm lying. It's a loaded question. What's your experience? What's your background? How'd you get where you're at? What do you do? Basically, give us a lowdown. Tell us what makes Shane Shane. Well, what's interesting is I have a very um, non-traditional path. I uh, I was in the military. Uh, I was a what wow. they called a, a scrub tech, a scrub tech in the Air Force. So I assist in surgeons during surgery, okay. and uh, and it was you know great experience. But um, you know it really drove my passion for healthcare. And while I was in the military, I actually uh, um, I got my degree. Uh, uh, major in biology, minor in chemistry, wanted to go to medical school uh-huh. and uh, ended up meeting my my lovely wife. And we uh, we got married. She ended up getting pregnant. And so she went to medical school. And sometimes decided, that happens after yeah, people get married. I know. And and so, you know, it, it happens. And so uh, I uh, I started my business c- career with Johnson and Johnson selling orthopedic implants. And, okay. and the rest is history. So, yeah, I, you know, it's funny is you know, you, you look back over your, your career and you think, um, you know, how the heck did I end up here? Because I'm in health insurance now. And, right. um, and you know, everything, there's a plan for everything, right. You know, you, yep. uh, you know, as long as you're constantly learning. And uh-huh. so I spent most of my career in orthopedics, uh, literally in the operating room, running, leading large sales organizations. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, one of my, one of my closest friends became a CEO of a company and called me up and said, Hey, you want to come help me out? And we, uh, we, that was my entry into health benefits going in completely blind. And, um, we did really well there selling, selling the company within 11 months of us, uh, taking over. And, um, and then, uh, then I had the idea for hooray health, but, you know, in between there, there was a lot of mistakes, um, a lot of learning, a lot of hard work. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I you know, I, I think that uh, the, if, you know, from a historical standpoint, I look at everything, um, you know, I'm here today because I'm a learner. I love to learn. Yeah. still read a ton. Love, yeah, love. The, the healthcare industry itself, especially with, you know, you get into the insurance uh, side of things. That's kind of like a hop button issue i oh. think from before obamacare to obamacare to when the republicans and trump did things during their administration to now i guess it's kind of back on the table with the uh biden administration for possible changes i'm hearing and seeing i mean it's just i don't know it's just weird it's kind of i think before Obamacare, and this could be wrong, you know, because I was younger back before uh, Obamacare, but it just seems like everything was kind of, maybe it wasn't the best, but it was like stable. And since like the Obamacare has ramped up because there's so many gripes with it, stuff like that, it really seems that it's been more unstable changes, stuff like that. I mean, what's your feeling on that being in the industry? Yeah, so it's interesting. You know, I've I've been around long enough to understand when I had health insurance when I had a you know three hundred dollar deductible, right? Right. Um, you know, I, I think I paid for both my kids like three hundred bucks out of pocket, and nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, people are going bankrupt. You know, I, I think the only thing I'll say to it is, anytime the government enters an industry, you're going to increase the cost. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you look back in the 60s when Medicare uh, entered the market, um, you know, we were uh, before that we were, you know, you'd pay cash to a physician, you know, 25, 50 bucks, whatever for the visit. I lived in Mexico for yeah. 15 years and I'd love it to where, you know, I got a sinus infection. I go pay five bucks. I get the, I mean, there was a time where I didn't even need to go to the doctor to get uh, uh, not amoxicillin. I'd have to get a Z pack because I'm yeah. allergic to amoxicillin. So I'd go. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I'd go get a Z pack, no prescription needed. But then with the the swine flu stuff, they made it to where you do need a prescription for antibiotics. So I'd have to pay five bucks to get the prescription. And, you know, I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, it's Mexico, it's cheaper. But there was a time that it used to be that way in our country as well. Absolutely. And so when when Medicare came along, obviously it complicated things. And, you know, we were we were stable with the the normal insurance uh, regime, if you would, you know, Mm-hmm. For a while, um, and then when Obamacare came, you know, when you're forcing, when you're forcing people into a corner, and you're, you know, you're not addressing the issue, which the the issue is affordability and cost, right? Right. And what you know, typical politician that's never run a business, he puts a cap on how much you can make. Well, if I have, if I'm putting a cap on you, and you can only make fifteen percent of a mm-hmm. dollar. Am I going to drive the cost up or am I going to drive it down? Right. Right. I have no incentive to drive it down. I'm driving it up. And so, you know, healthcare has uh, really gone awry since then. And, um, you know, you know, when you look at what Trump was trying to do, you know, he was tr- trying to walk back everything, which, you know, look, I, I, I whether you agree or disagree, I just, it, it, I think the system is so broken right now. It's going to be really hard to go back, but, um, uh, I, I think it. I think it is too. And there are a lot of things I think in Obamacare um, that does make general sense. I'd say you know things like uh, pre-existing conditions, stuff like that. I mean, there's not. I, I got to tell you, when I was living out in California, it was. I mean especially compared to a place like Pennsylvania, I mean, we'd go on like the California marketplace to get insurance and with zero credits. Okay. I mean, we can get their like the platinum tier plan for maybe like 400 bucks. We were paying uh, sure. in LA at the time. I mean, there were some bigger brands like UHC and stuff like that, that might've been five, 600 bucks. But now we're living in Pennsylvania and we were kind of looking at those costs and those same type of plans that just a year ago in L.A. would cost me that amount. You know, I think uh, it was like 12, 13, 1400 a person uh, here. And I I think it also comes down a little bit, you know, as much as you blame the, the federal government, I also think it comes down to how the states actually implemented it as well too well i think it's i think it's actually more than that i think um where the government failed was um if you look you have these monopolies and pennsylvania is a great example Mm -hmm. you you basically have two health systems there right you have umpc and um which is the the mothership that controls everything and so when you have um california is run the same way you've got kaiser and then up north there's actually Mm -hmm. uh the uh, state attorney general is suing um, the health system for Sutton Health for price fixing up in up mm-hmm. in the uh, you know in San Francisco area, and so in in LA where you have more competition, um, the price was literally a third of what it was up north, and so um, by them allowing these basically these huge health systems to gobble up all of their competitors. Um, now you're creating a monopoly and, you know, of course they're saying, oh, we're more efficient, but no, there's, there's nothing, our health system, there's, it's really an oxymoron. There is no efficiency in the health system. And so, so that's, that's where I say, I mean, I think, you know, government from a regulation standpoint, that's what we look for regulation to protect us against, right? Right. Um, Is, is monopolies, creating monopolies. That's why you broke up the bell system, right? Back in the, back in the seventies. So that's that's where we're at you know it's a very complex issue you know we're dealing with it every day um you know biden they just passed the um uh the new legislation two weeks ago right and Mm -hmm. so we've worked through that bill and actually you know what they did was really nice they actually if you are a um person that is uh 150 percent or below on the federal poverty level uh you have tax credits basically you have free health care which is great. Okay. I mean, you does, that, you, does that matter if you're employed or not employed? Employer nope, health insurance? No. Well, actually, yes, it does. It, if you are, if you are offered a 
employer health, uh, an ACA qualified health plan, mm -hmm. then that does preclude you from going uh, online or onto the, the marketplace and getting a... Uh, so getting a one of the things, my biggest gripes, and we're going to talk a lot more about the, the business side of this stuff in a second, but uh, we don't get someone on here for health insurance um, daily. And, you know, a lot of people out there are wondering about a lot of this, especially with COVID going around and stuff. It's, it's definitely a lot of questions around there. One of the biggest gripes I think I have with health insurance is that there's the family loophole. Okay. And I don't know if you know exactly what I'm talking about, but for the listeners out there, let me explain this. <clears throat> they define affordable healthcare by X percent of, like, if you work for somebody, it's going to be X percent of your salary for the cost of that healthcare. Basically, so, 9.5% today. Okay. It's 9.5% today. So the thing is, is that once you get into, a family plan. I mean, the family plan could literally be 50% of your salary in some cases, uh, depending how much you're paid. And yep. you can get no assistance for that. And then you can't even go to the marketplace. You can go to the marketplace and get insurance if it's cheaper, like it was out in SoCal for me. But you can't get any assistance towards that in the family plan. Why? Because I am being offered that's under the ACA affordable insurance as a single employee does not take the family effect in there at all. And I think that is horrible. That's one of the mechanisms that they're using to essentially pay for the cost of the bill in my eyes and the middle class um, is really, really suffering. And sometimes I think it, it limits people from wanting to move up or do better or get out of a certain income group because it's like, okay, I'm going to make X amount of dollars now, but now I don't qualify for this type of health coverage and I'm actually going to be making less than I was before. I mean, yeah. is that uh, accurate? Am I crazy? No, no, no you're exactly uh, correct. Um, one one of the things that um, that they the Democrats just did pass in with their bill, it went from nine and a half to to eight and a half percent of your income, but it actually goes lower down to so um, if you're 150 percent of the federal federal poverty level or less, your family actually is covered now, which is different than what it was before. And now it's eight and a half percent up to 400 percent of your uh, federal poverty level uh, on the exchange for your family. So you now, can get, you that's can, where it, it's it's a step in the right direction. But I can tell you right now, if you live in L.A. and you have the family of five and you make one hundred and fifty percent of the poverty level, guess what? You're still poor. <laughs> oh, no. Look, here's, <laughs> well, here, here's here's the other issue with with that, by the way. By the way, I'm I am not I am not trying to. Uh, I'm trying to give you the facts on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. There, there, this is, you know, there, there's more to it because we, um, as a matter of fact, I, I just put together a presentation based on this new legislation, how it's going to affect us and where, you know, where we see mm -hmm. the opportunities, where we see the risks, which is a great lesson, by the way, for uh, uh, any business owner out there, executive, <laughs> that you need to make sure that you don't get blindsided by this. Right. But, um, but you know, where, um, where you, where people miss out, right? And we we get this all the time when we talk to employers is they say, well, wait, they can go get free healthcare. Okay, let's take a step back. It is now for the silver plan, okay? And they will pay. So if I'm a family of four and I am 150% of the federal poverty level, that means I make $53,000 a year, okay? Yeah. The silver plan for my family is going to be a $4,900 deductible, 4,900. That that's for the individual. Then the family is going to be closer to nine thousand, right? Right. So, so the problem is that means that I have to have ten percent of my available income to cover. Basically, I'm I'm what we we coined the term functionally uninsured. You're functionally uninsured. 
And so, um, you know, when, uh, when we sold our last company, one of the things that, um, I really, I, I was, I went into the doctor and I was consulting, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And, um, you know, it's always a great time after you sell a company kind of exit and you're kind of, you know, you're just, you feeling good. You're trying to figure, yeah. you know, Hey, what's my next deal. And, um, living the dream. Yeah. Living the dream. <laughs> and, uh, and I went in, I went into a doctor, my back went out my neck and it was, it was the, I never had anything go wrong with my back forever. And my back literally seized up. And so anyway, so I, I go into the urgent care and I have United Healthcare at the time. I have a $6,000 deductible and I walk in, I said, Hey, how much is this going to cost me? And they're like, Oh, it's a $75 copay. I said, no, no, no. What's the fee going to cost? Because that's just the copay. Cause by the way, I have a deductible that I haven't met. So guess what? I'm paying for it. So she said, oh, it's $150 global fee. Perfect. I pay 150 bucks. They take an x-ray of my neck. They find a bone spur that's probably irritating the nerve root that's coming mm-hmm. out of that bone, right? Well, so she, they gave me two injections. So I got an x-ray. They gave me two injections, a muscle relaxer and an anti-inflammatory and send me on my way. Well, three weeks later, I get an $800 balance bill. $800, okay? Normal x-ray costs 25 bucks. The drugs and the equipment that they had maybe cost $10 total, all of it together. And they're charging me 800 bucks. So I call them up and I said, Hey, you're in network. You know, I asked what the bill was like, well, you know, we got, we got, you know, carve outs, we got all this stuff. So I'm, you know, look, I'm a pretty smart guy. I understand healthcare. And so I was like, I'm not paying. So it's a carve out. That means you're not contractually obligated. And UNC represents me. So guess, or UHC. So guess what? I'm not paying it. So I negotiate it down. But the problem is most Americans will not do that. So right. at that point, I said, you know, this is BS. And I just said, look, there's got to be a way to bundle the cost and, you know, protect against balance bills. So um, that's when I created Hooray Health. And what I yeah. did was I identified a problem. I went out and studied the market and found mm-hmm. this huge gap. And in, when I started the company, the gap was here. And now it's like up here. It's crazy in the short period of time. So we've been around just under five years. And so what I did was I went out to all these urgent cares and retail clinics. So, you know, CVS, you know, Next Care, you know, Concentra, you know, Walmart, they're all our partners. Right. And I went out and I got fixed pricing. So there's no balance bill. It's a $25 copay, no balance bill. So we went. Wow. And then we added a mobile app. We now we act, we, we push out eligibility. So when you give them your ID card, they're like, oh, you're insured. We have this great experience for the user. And our, our plan starts at $80, right? right? But what we did was we took a very pragmatic approach to the uninsured or underinsured market to say, okay, we can't have these crazy deductibles. We can't have this crazy out-of-pocket cost. And so what we do is we really focus on the part-time and full-time hourly and then even the full-time, you know, low to mid salary range employees. And we offer affordable benefits that, you know, you can go in, you can see a doctor for 25 bucks. If you want to see face to face, you can go telemedicine and see one of our providers and get your care for your chronic diseases with at no cost. Um, you know, so we, is this, is this its own standalone health plan or is this something that is like a supplemental coverage great question it can be both so um it can be a standalone it's a fully insured product where um we're what you call a limited medical benefit and a accident medical expense policy so we combine them uh as one really to act as one policy and that way when you look at the cdc data um you know, 78% of Americans are actually going to go see a doctor. That's where most of the cost is going. Uh, 12% of them are going to have an accident. Mm-hmm. And the average accident is going to cost $4,000. So we have a $5,000 no deductible accident policy. I mean, great example is I had 11 stitches in my hand here in May. Mm-hmm. I went in, gave my ID card to the ER. They said, okay, you're insured. They didn't take a penny from me. Went in, cleaned it up, stitched it up. I went home, got an EOB explanation of benefits. Right. Um, about three weeks, four weeks later, zero out of pocket. I wow. didn't pay anything. Our, we Our, paid 100%. And, I don't and then, know how, sorry, I, I yeah, don't know right. how this works. Like, let's just say, for example, I have 
my employer health insurance with Vision 33. It's through the group plan uh, with United Healthcare. Okay. Um, you know, there could be some high deductibles depending how it is. I mean, are you able to use this in addition to that for that lack yep. of coverage in some areas where I have uh, 20% co-insurance that might not apply towards out-of-pocket maximum or something that costs yep. me thousands of dollars out of pocket? Absolutely. So we um we have what we have a couple products. So we have we have what's called our core product, which mm-hmm. um, employers will offer as the only benefit offered. And then we offer what's called our we call it our deductible relief plan, which is a non-coordinating gap that sits underneath a high deductible. And you get access to our urgent cares for and retail clinics for $25. Um, we will reimburse you for any hospital expense under your deductible. And uh, we have different levels for it. Yeah. So we we work in a couple different spaces. And mm-hmm. it's um it's really up to the employer um, because you know, employers. They want to do right by their employees, mm-hmm. but man, we're making it hard in this. Yeah, we're making it. We're we're seeing this huge transition from uh, bronze plans going up. You know, with these mid-size employers, you know, two hundred to a thousand, where they're going up to seven hundred and fifty dollars a month for a bronze plan with a thirty-five hundred dollar deductible. I mean, you can't you can't afford it. And here's the other thing. It's not the right thing for the member either mm-hmm. because the employee, they can't afford the deductible. So they're functionally uninsured. And so and um, it, it, that that's a horrible thing, though, because, I mean, you hear the the stories about people. I mean, at one point I was paying like nineteen hundred two thousand dollars a month for our family health plan. Uh, now we've made changes this year to the better. So it's cheaper this year uh, for us. Uh, but what we've done is, um, you know, it's so expensive to actually use it. And to me, it blows my mind. Like, hey, wait, 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 wait. So my son has uh, weird epilepsy that they haven't been able to figure out. Luckily, uh, Dr. Uh, Chop, this supposed to be like the doctor house of children's <laughs> seizures, yeah. okay? He put him on this medicine and he went from having a seizure every three to five days, has not had a seizure since he started this medicine and he's off all the other ones. Amazing. Wonderful. But, um, you know, the doctors always told us like, hey, you have a seizure that's going to be five minutes or over, you know, five minutes, you got to be calling 911. Uh, And yeah, so he finally had one that was going it was like four minutes and 40 seconds and i'm like i'm calling 911 you know he gets there excuse me i got a cough today um amblitz gets here he actually was just coming out of the seizure totally out of it you know and ambulance driver's like yeah he's still pretty pretty drained and bad you know probably should just get him checked out with how long it was because it was like 10 minutes all together just to make sure no brain damage or whatever and the insurance plan did cover the hospital however they only wanted to pay a hundred dollars for the ambulance bill uh, out here at Pennsylvania and they said well this is it's no non-network and I'm like I'm looking at my plan I'm like it says in network out of network and even if it wasn't, I have no choice who 911 says for an ambulance. At least I don't think I do. They said whoever they said, and they say, well, we only pay $100. And then the ambulance companies, you know, threaten to send us to collections for $1,500. And I really, really had to escalate this and really make some noise like, no, you ultimately have to pay what this says here. Yeah. At the end of the you day, pay, you pay two thousand dollars a month for crying. Right. Out. Are you freaking kidding me? I still had to pay seven hundred and fifty bucks when it was all said and done. Yeah. No, it, it's just it's shameful, you know. And, and, and it also, is- by the way, it, not only did I pay like seven hundred and fifty bucks, but it took fourteen months to go through the escalation process oh, with United Healthcare. Yeah, of course. You know, again, you know, look, I, I'm not an anti-government guy or anything. I, mm-hmm. I, I just, it's, that's not who I, I mean, look, I served in the military. I'm all about government, but you know, the, the, where we, where 
where we are failed by our politicians is, mm-hmm. um, you know, the stat that really drives me nuts is um, uh, I think it's up to 76% of all personal bankruptcies are related to medical bad debt. Yeah. And when you look at, um, there's a, uh, I'm blanking on it. I want to say 1099R. It, it's a, it's a hospital, um, you know, so hospitals that are nonprofit, they're actually required by the government to write off, write off as, as, um, uh, as uh, uh, donated services, right? Mm-hmm. For if you're, you know, X amount under the federal poverty level, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I can't remember all the details, but, you know, you look at, who they send to collections and what that looks like. You know, one in five Americans are sent to collections for an unpaid medical bill. One in five, you know, know, it's it's a failure. I almost got set for that ambulance bill. And it wasn't that I had, didn't have the money. I had the money. I paid it as soon as it was settled. Right. And that's a thing. I'm like, I'm sorry. I mean, go ahead, send me your credits, uh, send me and uh, you know, Ruin my uh, credit if you want, but I mean, it makes no sense, especially because, I mean, he got to the hospital and they're like, yeah, he doesn't really need to be here. We'll just run tests just in case. I only went because the dang ambulance driver told me, well, yeah, you should, you should uh, take him just as precautionary, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that, you know, the ambulances, you know, it's just like the ER physicians. They're, they are out of network. Oh, so that's strategically. That's that's what they do. Strategically. And to me, that's predatory medicine. That's predatory care. And again, that that's why a government is here to protect its citizens against that right yeah and um well it gets worse because like with I, what i forgot to tell you was when he was in the hospital then for that er visit okay it was um at first we got the 250 dollar deductible or whatever for just going there for the hospital hospital visits were all supposed to be covered but then every test every doctor he got out of network and we got hit with all those bills and again i now this got fixed within about 45 days they were much better with this than they were i'm like no 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 no. my plan says absolutely right here in network hospital it is this i don't care if the doctor's out i don't get to choose the doctors that's on you guys you figure that out i in network emergency room 250 that's all i'm paying and they went and uh got things rebuilt or whatever and they covered it on 250 but it was still it's how that's how messed up this system is so back with with your company then who is your target market are you working for businesses or are you working more on um you know individuals are you like are you doing b2b b2c are you doing both yeah so we um we really we really focus on businesses and employers that's that's our primary focus um when you look at the individual market the individual market is very very difficult Uh um there's a lot of players that you know they love it but to me it's very predatory to be successful there you have to have call centers that are putting high pressure to, you know, because here, here's what, here's what happens in an individual setting, as much as I would love to offer individual product, they're going to, they're going to call up the month before they're going to buy it. And then they're going to cancel. Right. And that's Uh the problem with the system. So we, we really focus on employers. Um, You know, we're very, if employers don't want to conform with how we're, we're going to enroll and work with us, you know, we just walk away because it's um, the system is so screwed up right now, and people are so um, they're they're just so I, you know uh, what's the word? They're just kind of numb to the you know they they're just not they're not looking at their employees as hey I got to take care of you. They're looking at it as oh crap I got to offer right. health insurance right? Mm-hmm. Which you know I think you look at Costco for instance Costco versus you know, uh, versus, uh, Sam's club. It, it is, I mean, it's been, I just read an article on it in the Harvard business review. 
Costco is so much more profitable, successful. They pay them their people 70% more. They give them benefits. Their turnover is nothing, right? And then mm-hmm. you look at you look at Sam's and they're like the exact opposite. They pay the lowest, no benefits, you know, they've got higher turnover, you know, and you know, it's just it's to me, it's a no-brainer, right? As an employer, treat your people right, give them the good right. benefits and do what you can for them. But you have to be smart. I mean, look, for us, we use Hooray Health and we supplement it with, we use a medical cost share plan called Sidera. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't use a major medical. And the problem is for us being a small company, for a family, it would literally be $2,200, which, tw- I mean, look, as a finance guy, just do the math real quick. Mm-hmm. $2,200 a month, right? Plus the deductible. If I took that twenty thousand and put it into a into a uh, savings account and kept it for the next ten years, right? I, I can pay for pretty much any medical bill that's ever going to come my way, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, you just you, you know, you, it, it's you just got to watch out for your employees. You got sometimes they know what's best for them, sometimes they don't, and you just got to do the work, and that's what we do. You know, I just wanted to mention. Um... Obviously, since I do a podcast, I always listen to a lot of other podcasters. And uh, I I would say the king of podcasters being Joe Rogan had on, um, what's he called now? The the Elon Musk just changed his title. What is he like? The techno king or something? He's the techno king. And then the the (laughs) CFO is the, what is it? Not the Wichamajigi of coin, the master of coin. Master of coin, yeah. Yeah. So I I, first off, I love it because um, the media is obsessed with him, every word, and he is excellent for trolling. But my opinion of Elon Musk is I think he's got some, you know, some liberal views, some right wing views sometimes, but I think he's mostly libertarian and, you know, for the most part. And I think that's important because he was on Joe Rogan talking about regulation and mm-hmm. he said, hey, look, even though I sometimes fight with the FAA, the FAA is very, very necessary. And exactly. you should have looked at how things were before we had an FAA. So even though I argue with them, you know, there is, right. you know, and, and when you hear someone that's as as big as him and his mindset on you know, a lot of business, you know, deregulation, stuff like that, saying that there does need to be some sort of standard and some uh, regulation to protect people. Um, you know, the same thing kind of goes with with healthcare. I mean, there does need to be um, some site, some sort of regulation, but then it comes into the question, how much regulation does it need? How much is overkill because i mean i've I've heard from doctors that have been doctors forever that are just like hey the paperwork we got to do with this stuff now it's a burdensome i know a doctor from san diego dr darpa who i used to see um when i was down in san diego living and he uh one year after i moved to la he ended up retiring because he's just like i'm tired you know like the paperwork's jacked up it gets denied and we don't get paid and i'm old enough i just don't want to deal with it anymore yeah well that i mean i think that's the the you know that's not the government right that's Mm -hmm. that's the you know because the government's not paying as a matter of fact believe it or not you talk to most physicians medicare is the fastest payer oh wow it's very it's very clean so my wife's actually a physician so um, you know, and this is why I've dealt with most of my career is on the orthopedic side. And so, you know, um, when you look at what's really changed and uh, over the last few years, it's uh, really 10 years, it's really insurance companies continue the power, you know, power surge, right? But also hospitals. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people think doctors make so much money, but here's what's funny. Doctors on average are making so so if I pay Medicare rate, right? So for mm-hmm. a total knee, it's going to be $1,300, okay? That's what a physician gets to do right. a total knee, okay? They're mm-hmm. going to make $1,400 with, with an insurance carrier. But okay. now let's look at the hospital. 
the hospital will get paid $12,000 for a total knee and by the Medicare, but they'll get paid 30 or 40,000 by Blue Cross Blue Shield. Wow. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a huge yeah. discrepancy. And so when you look at the where the where the power band is gone, um, you know, it's really gone to the the healthcare systems. And um, mm -hmm. and you know, the insurers, they're doing, you know, what Obama wanted them to do, which is, you know, stick stick to their 15% profit margin, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, it's it's just asinine. I mean, it's just it's it's absolutely crazy. I mean, and so, you know, you um if if you wanna if you wanna really fix the system, you know. Mm -hmm. You need a free market system, you know, and you need to set Medicare as the baseline and um, and make everybody the consumer. So you yeah. you you're the consumer. You need to have transparent pricing as the physician or the hospital, right? To where you can shop and you can see the the quality and and all of the other data. Right right now, um, if anybody tells you, hey, we're the highest quality, ask them. So what, what's your, what are, what are your standards? Right. Cause really nothing is measured, you know, right, consistently right, right. Across, which is insane, right? Yep. The healthcare system has so much data, but they don't want that out there. You know, blue cross blue shield has these, you know, X centers of excellence, the blues, right? Well, right. they don't want to cut out anybody. So everybody's almost a center of excellence. Right. And there's no, I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And yep. so, um, they don't they don't want to cut out any physicians for being bad physicians, which is it's so counterintuitive to me. Let's talk uh, about this a little bit more from the business owner aspect. You, you know, as I was telling you earlier, we have a lot of small business owners that uh, watch this show. In fact, a lot of them, a lot of the small business owners that watch the show have been on the show too, uh, which is always great. Um, what should they be thinking about then realistically when they're looking for insurance that is probably one of their uh, biggest costs that they have, uh, mm -hmm. you know, besides the salaries and stuff like that? Um, I mean, what should they be looking at and comparing when they're looking at somebody like how Hooray Health operates versus like a United Healthcare, a Cigna, Kaiser Permanente, or some of those other big, big powerhouse insurance providers out there. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think as a small business owner, you need to look at it. Um, you, you need to be creative, and you need to find a broker that is mm -hmm. going to work with you with on alternatives to major medical. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's very inexpensive to pay for your employees a direct primary care physician, right? They get custom, they get custom, you know, service. They, you know, it's hundred bucks that, a month. That, that works though. If you're in one location, a company like I have where I work day job vision 33, I mean, we're spread out 50 States. We might have in Pennsylvania, for example, I probably have anywhere from 10 to 18 employees. Okay. But yeah, spread out throughout the state. Yeah, absolutely. And and in that case, you go with something like a hooray, right? Where we're we're a national national plan. Mm -hmm. You can set us underneath and then look for something catastrophic. Look, you know, and be open to something different. Like I I told you, we use Sidera, which is a medical cost share plan. It's not insurance, but I mean, for my family, I pay with Hooray Health, I pay six hundred dollars a month. And I have a thousand dollar deductible. I totally I mean, wish I, I mean, could I could do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, and the thing is, you, um, you you have to, you know, you have to be willing, you know, so many people are like, oh, I want Blue Cross Blue Shield, and that's it. Okay, well, don't complain about the price. I mean, right, right. You know, right. I mean, look, I, that that's my only, you know, I've, I've got people that do that and say, hey, maybe we're not the right one for you. But yeah, there's, you know, there's alternatives. I mean, I think there's so many things out there, you know, uh, accident medical expense plans to supplement to you know, you know, um, non-coordinating gaps where you're using like our product or uh, another limited medical to cover those, you know, it's a very inexpensive way. Put we just got one. We just got one for my wife. And my wife hasn't been to the doctor, I think, more than once or twice in the last uh, two years. So right. uh, very healthy, very good health history, stuff like that. So we figured like, 
It's about a thousand dollar difference between employee and kids or family plan. Okay. And I can get a plan that gives her her basic needs and the catastrophic accident coverage that you're talking about. And it was a little under $400 a month. And I'm like, wait a second, I'm still saving $600 a month. You know, worst case scenario, something critical happens. And it's like, okay, uh, do what we got to do for a couple months until the next open enrollment. And bam, you're back on to the family group plan if we need it. But I mean, do you think when you're looking, you know, as an individual, as an employee, making decisions like that, I mean, obviously, it's a personal decision for each person, everybody's health is different. But in a situation like mine, do you think I did something stupid? No, not at all. I think, you you know, the, the problem is we're putting people in a position to where you have to game the system. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just unfortunate, you know, the, the system, the system should be, you know, the more people we have insured, the less risk there is, the less cost there is. But um, you know, we've we've completed, we've come, or we've created this gorilla mm-hmm. that is just taking its unfair share of every dollar oh, yeah. out of people's pockets. So you got to yeah. look at it differently. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Look, look. I mean, if, if I'm you, I, I'm I'm putting my wife on Sidera. I mean. If she's mm-hmm. over 30 and she's um, in a single plan with Sidera, I mean, you're going to get that for, you know, less than 200 bucks, probably. I didn't even know uh, what uh, Sidera is. After this call, shoot me that in an email and let yeah, me check it absolutely. out because uh, I still believe that uh, I could cancel the one we just signed up for. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, and, and, and here's the reality. Everybody gets scared about health insurance in the sense that, holy crap, what's going to happen to me? You know, and, um, you know, we don't spend that much in health care. I mean, look, I, I've been, I think I, I, I go to the doctor twice a year, right? Yeah. Um, one for my annual wellness and usually one, I've got a sinus infection or something to get a prescription. That's it. <laughs> And yeah. I'm 50, I'm 50 years old, right? I mean, I went in. Don't this look year. at day over 49, Shane. Yeah, exactly. And what's funny is I went in this year and I got had the, those stitches put in. That was it. I mean, I, yeah. I just, my, you know, my point is we don't use that much, right? And, um, you know, unfortunately today, I mean, I, I think if there was more of a market out there for cash pay, there's a really, uh, it's called the uh, Surgery Center of Oklahoma City. And uh, there's some guys that are real pioneers in that space. And they literally started, geez, that may have been 10 years ago now, where they said, okay, you're you're getting an ACL, all-inclusive $18,000. You pay $18,000, period. And they tell insurance companies come in and say, oh, we're going to, nope, it's $18,000. That's all we're taking. And so, you know, it's, um, you know, I I wish that that cash market was more readily available. because you know, I, I think you know, market forces, uh, you it's know, big. it really big, and I think we're getting, you know, we're we're really at a tipping point right now where people are going to have to make that decision. And I think a new reform is coming. I, I don't think this can go on the way it is for another five years, and whether that means that. Uh, we're revamping Obamacare or we're, re, you know, starting from scratch again. Uh, something I think is is on this cusp, just kind of like I feel like there's going to be a makeover as far as the educational system goes, too. I think two very similar situations with a lot of uh, a lot of that stuff. Um, I do have one final question for you. And I thank you. I know that you came on here. We were going to be talking about team leadership, sales, business, starting a business and stuff, but you're, you're a health expert. And it's something that a lot of business owners and business people are struggling with. And I think that you bring a lot more value talking about that specific niche for my audience. So I'm hoping I didn't throw you off too much on that. No, Um, absolutely not. I told you it was an unstructured but structured conversation. We hit your expertise. So yeah. you I, I do want to ask you one business entrepreneur question to to wrap up here. You know, you've started a business, you're in a very tough 
industry. I mean, can you give us high level, like some, some of the biggest challenges you've had to thrive in the healthcare space? Really the, um, for us, our, our biggest hurdle was the fact that we were different. We looked at things different. Mm -hmm. Um, the status quo is really, really strong oh, yeah. uh, in health insurance because guess what? It's incredibly profitable. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, for us, it took us a few years to really get traction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once we got the traction, we've just exploded because people, you know, um, you know, it's so funny. You look at, you know, we get we get comments back from you know all of our all of our employers and and. Um, it's funny. I have a guy that works for works for us that uh, worked for Cigna for you know twenty plus years, and he goes, "I ne- in my twenty years at Cigna, I never mm-hmm. had somebody say I love Cigna." And he goes, right. "On a regular basis, you know, we're actually going to start tracking how many times I love Hooray. Thank you for making this affordable, and you know, I only paid twenty five bucks, right? Right. And so we, um, you know, we're kind of the anti insurance company. We just, you know, look, we I'm the anti podcast, so I feel you. <laughs> what was fun, what was funny is we had one comment that, that came in from one of our largest clients the other day, and literally the lady goes, "You actually make me feel like you want me to use my benefits, right?" <laughs> Which I was like, "Hey, that's a huge compliment because that's what the insurance our carriers worry yeah, about. Yeah. Like, you're trying to get people to use the benefits. It's like, yeah, I mean, look, you're paying for it. Why wouldn't you use it, right? Exactly, exactly." So, no, that's that's great stuff. That's great stuff. So let me ask you, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so um, hoorayhealthcare.com, uh, H-O-O-R-A-Y healthcare.com. Uh, if you want uh, if you want to talk to us about how we can help you or just even guide you down another path, we're happy to do that. Um, you know, from an entrepreneur standpoint, if you ever want to reach out, um, you can also get a hold of me through the website. Just go into info and uh, at hoorayhealthcare.com and uh, just put my name in there, Shane Foss, and and uh, I'll reach back out to you if we can help in any way. Um, love entrepreneurs. This is what I've done my whole life. And, uh, you know, we got to stick together and, you know, oh, yeah, keep, keep, keep the faith. That's all I can say. Yeah, yeah. Keep the faith because it's the loneliest job in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Plenty of days where negativity creeps in all of our viewers on YouTube and the millions and millions of you out there on Spotify, iTunes and everywhere else you're watching. You all know this by now. The link for Hooray Health will be down in the description below. Make sure you check out Shane Foss his company reach out harass him stalk him whatever you want to do i don't care just support this man and his mission to help us get better health care shane thank you so much for coming on to the show man yeah thank you david really enjoyed it oh awesome be back anytime definitely definitely once uh once we get a bill that uh revamps everything up definitely man get you back in here to break it down for us yeah sounds good Wow, that was an awesome chat with Shade, right? I loved it. And yeah, I'm going to tell you a secret about that in a minute. But first, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. Or if you're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes or whatever, it might say follow, whatever it is. Hit the button. We're an amazing show that brings some really cool entrepreneurs, business-minded people, help, self-help, growth people onto the show. Join the community. Subscribe to the channel. But if it really, really helped you, do us a favor. Share this out. Get it out on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever. I would love nothing more than to see Shane Foss with Hooray Health and shark bite biz trending. Now let's get back to our rock star guest, Shane. Incredible, incredible discussion. Insider tip here, okay? This is what I was telling you about in the beginning. Uh, we didn't even talk really about his talking points uh, throughout most of this interview. Usually a guest comes on and they're like, yeah, this is what the guest is an expert on. Shane threw that out the window. We were totally off script. So total kudos to you, Shade. Um, you know, and I really loved the story he was kind of telling us about. Uh, and I think many of us 
can definitely relate to his medical bill surprise. It's something I think that happens just way too frequently. I gave you my story. He gave you his story. And, you know, out of his own issue, though, I give him credit. Because me, I just complain about it. I tell everybody I can about the negative experience and how horrible it was. But to Shane's credit, I mean, he actually made a company out of that. He did some research, found out that there was this big gap in coverage. And, you know, he ended up providing a service that actually fills that gap. It fills that void, and it's pretty awesome. It's also pretty cool to hear how he built the service around user experience as well as, you know, trying to make it as affordable as possible for not just the lower income people, but for the medium income families as well, too, and allowed them to still use places that they were using previously, like CVS. And hey, I've got to say, when he was a younger company, trying to negotiate a deal like that with CVS, I can guarantee you it was not the easiest. It was probably pretty tough for him to achieve. So that's awesome. That just shows the dedication that he has to his hooray health. One of the biggest tidbits I got out of this interview, though, I think was his advice near the end of the interview, okay? His advice was to be creative. Now, he's talking to small businesses and business owners out there in terms of healthcare and benefits. Think outside the box. There are plenty of companies out there that are based around one location and one location only. And you can possibly work with a local health group or a doctor or whatever to provide much more superior coverage at a much better cost point than working with these large mega corporations. Or, you know, maybe you still need that big Aetna or United Healthcare coverage or whatever. And you end up adding something like Hooray Health as an added layer of security for your employees. I'll tell you what, in the year 2021, benefits, especially health benefits, are going to be critical this year because of the ongoing pandemic. Taking a step back and just looking at the whole picture of what you're offering to your employees and how you're offering it is going to be pretty important. Make sure it's something that you just don't glaze over and just rubber stamp with whatever your advisor is telling you. Dig deep and see if there's something that you can give your employees, you know, some better coverage. You know, the best coverage basically that your business can't afford. Question of the day. What do you think of supplemental health plans like Hooray Health? Have you used one? Would you use one? Do you want to use one? Leave a comment on YouTube or whatever audio platform you're using. A lot of them have the areas that you can leave comments on. Let's get the discussion flowing. Again, if you want to be on the show, remember, shoot me an email. Interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. We will get each and every single one of you all on this show. Please, I want to give one more shout out. Join the channel. Become a baby shark. It's $3 a month, and it helps us produce this magnificent show. But if you want something more for your money, no problem. Go to deadhousecoffee.com. Use the code SHARK. Okay, that's SHARK. And you get 20% off all your orders forever in all the proceeds. Help us produce a bigger, better Shark Bite Biz. Now, normally, this is when I would give my little outro statement. But we have some special guests here for us today. I got the little ones here. These are my two most uh, favorite, my two most famous fans. You probably noticed my daughter, Liv. She's the one that leaves all the comments on the YouTube videos like, Hey, Dad, I like your video sometimes. <laughs> but anyways, these two got a little message for you. Go ahead. He's David's daughter. <laughs> 
We'll see you all next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story. 